Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent with exclusive contents for our patrons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista. Son nos sentimos así. Por muchos gustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. O valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero o um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Dog Fica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas. Today, as you can see, we got a packed house. All the all the yellow jersey lovers are here tonight with me, as always. Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, como é que é, amigo? Tudo bem? Alfredinho, menino. Yo, what's better than one Cristiano? Two Cristianos. Two Cristianos. <laughs> and we have uh, Dave the Oliveira up in the way, Great White North. Dave, you got a little bit of snow already, I hear. It got a little bit of snow. Uh, not bad for the middle of November that it's just the first uh, first dusting here, but uh, good to be back on uh, tonight, boys. And uh, you got here. See you soon. But uh, we, we still got a little bit uh, to play here for you. I gave you some good advice regarding your Twitter account. I'm going to give you even better advice. Come on down, brother. Move down to the States. Come on. Forget that snow stuff. You you don't you act like you guys don't get any snow uh, there yeah. too. Don't worry, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> don't say yo don't don't say I'm warning. Uh, also with us it's tonight, also with us tonight, uh, Cristiano Liborio. You uh, if you're uh, local here to the New Jersey area, you could catch him. On, what is it called? What's that? It's still SPTV or what, Chris? Yeah, it's, it's SPTV. The show is called Canto Direto. I think now they got their own app. They got their own platform. We can still catch it on, you know, cable. Aquilo é tudo menos cantos diretos. Aquilo é bola para fora, para o lado, menos cantos diretos. É mais num canto indireto às vezes. No, it's uh, so for you guys that are not familiar with the show, it's similar to you know what you would see in one of those shows where you got the Benfica guy, a Porto guy, a Sporting guy, and you got a mediator. So uh, Cristiano is on there, man. I, I I never had the pleasure of catching it. Well, one of these days I got to remember. You got to do it, man. You got to do it. Yeah. Today thing. Get interesting, Alfredo. You got a Cristiano Libório because I don't want people to think it's me. Cristiano Libório and Chris. Oh, oh, Alejado Oliveira. I don't know if he froze no or if he's just me. ignoring me. <laughs> he's deep in thought. No, he froze. <laughs> he's on mute. He muted himself. <laughs> Contain this thought. No, we can see it now. Anyway, oh, he's using Python language. I wanted to keep you guys on your toes. Yeah, let me let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys something, right? And uh, uh, he wants keeping me on my toes, and now he, uh, he 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 left. Can't he can't do this? You see what's happening, Dave? You see you see the YouTube? See what he did? Can't fucking do that. What he did? He's not showing. I'm here. You cut off the camera. It comes. It cuts off the feed, bro. It fucks up the whole thing. Oh. Oh, my bad. Ah, Is it better? No. Okay. Yeah, Benfica Independent is up in here. Shout out. Check out Benfica Independent and all. <laughs> oh, there it is. Anyway, here we are. Another Tuesday. Another podcast. Uh, tonight, uh, Sturil recap. Gil Vicente recap. 
looking ahead to the Portuguese draw and uh, the World Cup that none of us want to talk about, but because we have six players in the World Cup, I guess uh, we got no other choice. Uh, but let me ask you guys this. 25 games, 21 wins, four ties, no losses, 67 goals scored, 17 allowed. Uh, I'll start with you, Dave. Beginning of the season, if I, if I put this number in front of you, do you tell me I'm crazy? Or do you tell me stop smoking that reefer? What, Dave? I'm asking you what uh, alternate universe are you in because the last couple of uh, seasons have uh, have not gone uh, that way and we've been accustomed to the mediocrity that this club has uh, given us in terms of performances. But hey, uh, like we've said throughout uh, the year, this is this is gravy for uh, for us and um, really this uh, this international break couldn't have come at a at a worse time. The team's rolling and um, every every weekend that we come off uh, a win or a positive result, you just want to keep the uh, the train rolling here. So. It's unfortunate that uh, we have this uh, this break here, uh, but really, when you put up those numbers, 25 uh, undefeated through the first 25 games of the season, what was it like 67 goals uh, as well? It's 67. It's goals. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, f- fantastic uh, start. To, really, you 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 can't really get much any better than that unless you really wanted to go 25 for 25 in terms of uh, victories. But we'll take the uh, the the 20. 21 wins and four draws during that time. Yeah. What about you, Libardi? Would you ask me where do I sign? 25 games, 21 wins, four ties. It's amazing. I don't think anybody could ever imagine something like that, to, to, to be honest with you. But I said it from day one, even on the show, uh, that I do. I said that, man, with uh, Schmidt coming in, uh, the hope was that with this German mentality of being physically fit, physically and mentally aware, I think that's being reflected in every game, man. In Portuguese, a gente jogar sem a bola, and Benfica is doing exactly that. You know, when they don't have the the ball, they're pressing, they're playing in in between lines, and they're they're gauging two players at a time. And we're winning balls left 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 and right. We're playing. I think majority of the games, we play in the opponent's half, which is amazing compared to the past couple of seasons. And I don't think anybody. If you told someone this Benfica record, if you told someone that all these podcasts and YouTube shows are talking about Benfica in a European platform in the, in the, in the Champions League, I don't think anybody would believe you, man. But it's, it's happening. And uh, hopefully now drawing Club Rouge, we uh, take it one step further, which I think we have all the possibility. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, uh, you know, I think I, I said this on a, on a podcast uh, before, um, was that I I thought that Schmidt Schmidt would would bring something new, but I just didn't think it was going to be this fast. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you, man. The the physicality, the urgency, the intensity. I think it's made all the difference. I think that high press, which is something that we talked about um, originally when we heard that Schmidt was coming, and it was confirmed that he was coming. We talked about that he likes to press high. Uh, that he likes to um, balance his teams forward, and usually the defense is the weakest link. But as it turns out, I mean, 17 goals in 25 games—that's that's wonderful. Chris, what do you think, man? We're looking at these numbers. Good news. 25 games, 21 wins, four ties, zero losses, 67 scores, 17 allowed. Bah, I mean, what's, what's, what's there that hasn't been said? What's there to say that hasn't been said already? I'm pretty sure I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties. Yeah, did man. You you... Or did you say bah? Did you say bah? Because he's a beast. Bro, everything we're getting from this club has been just on the money. I think even the biggest Roger Schmidt fans didn't anticipate this start to the season. It's been phenomenal. I think I said on the last podcast, if you guys recall, I know Dave was gallivanting in prize scuba diving somewhere. Um, but I said, in, bro, in Roger Schmidt, we trust. Everything has is, is just been spectacular under this guy. And look, I, I want him to continue it. I hope that Benfica keeps this momentum when, when the second half of the season uh, obviously gets going again after the World Cup. Um, this yeah. is the time I ever wanted to see Benfica take a break. What's the matter, Chris? Mm. 
He got Dromari to go from wearing a XL to wearing a medium. Atenção. Dromari, o aproveitamento do Dromari, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, but not just Dromari. I mean, I think there's, there's a couple of guys on this team that <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Didn't go to the World Not going to the World Cup. They should have been there, probably. I'm sure he say no, 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 I won't go that far. I was just saying that I'm pretty sure there's guys on on the chat that remember. Uh, look, at the beginning of the season, I was not, a, in particular, João Mario fan. Uh, I, I, over the last couple of seasons, I've not been too high on, on the likes of Grimaldo. I, I liked Florentino, but I thought Florentino wasn't ready to take the next step. I wanted Benfica to sign a veteran, let him learn. And, and obviously, what Roger Schmidt has done just with those three players has been nothing uh, but but spectacular. Nothing, you know. I mean, it's just it's just it's great to see these guys play. João Mario, I believe, he's having the best season of his career. Grimaldo is taking his game. To the, and, and Alfredo knows this. I, I crack up every time I hear a commentator call such and such player a free kick specialist, right? And like, yeah, Grimaldo scored like two in in ten years. All of a sudden, but yo, this year my man's on the money. Whatever it is that these guys have been. You know, rehearsing and 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 and, and you know and, and orchestrating in practices is just it's been phenomenal. Alfredo, those numbers are very impressive. Obviously, the pressure at Benfica to win every single game is 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 through the roof. And so, hats off to to the coaching staff. Hats off to to to, to the players. It's just it's been spectacular to watch. And and Alfredo and I, we we often joke about this uh, off the air, guys, we, we, you know, I'll, I'll let you into a little bit of secret here, you know, conversations between Capitão and myself off the air, which is, uh, agora, agora é fácil, you know, Benfica podcast e falar do Benfica, you know what I mean? Now, now everybody wants to do it. Now it's, now it's easy. You know, it was, it was one of them dog days, right, Dave, where like, uh, it was people, tough. People remind me every day, like, you're positive Cristiano. I mean, what, there was nothing to be positive about, but we had to eat it. And now, dark days, dark, dark years, man, dark years. It was it was only a couple years. I don't. I mean, look, it wasn't 11 <laughs> it wasn't eleven years like the Vietnam era. But yeah, I mean, what's what's there to say, Alfredo? It's it's spectacular. It's sad that the World Cup's coming in and messing up the momentum, but it's also going to give some of the players, you know, the likes of Draxler, an opportunity to to get a little bit healthier. Um, not a little bit, a whole lot. He has not been healthy. Uh, Verissimo a little so bit healthier. Won't be a little bit healthier. These guys will be great additions to the squad in the second half once the league gets back up. At, what is it? I don't even know. When does it come back, Dave? At the end of December, middle of December? At the end of the, December, right? Right after Christmas, Final, I believe we play Braga there. Yeah, so Finals like, the 19th. Finals the 19th, right? December? At the World Cup? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And then, and then we have a game like three days or four days after. I mean, we could check it quick, but oh, we it's right after. It's immediately after. We should all know when the World Cup final is because Portugal's going to win it all. So we, should, you know, we got to take that Say it loud. Say it loud. But there's people right now running away and putting some money on DraftKings right now, just because you <laughs> you were the master of the predictions. No, I'll explain to you all after the World Cup. My prediction is no. The, the, don't be a, mor- a, a Monday morning quarterback. Explain it now. Monday morning quarterback is like oh, I told you. I'm telling you now. They're going to win it all. That's it. That's not being a Monday morning quarterback. Okay, so, and what's what is the what is your reasons behind it? Can't give you my special sauce, bro. Then it won't be a special sauce no more. Hey, the, you know? yeah, whatever. Yo, Cindy, Cindy Souza, welcome. She's saying I'm the only woman in here. Yikes! Welcome, Cindy. Trust me, there's a lot of guys in here that act like women too. So don't worry. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and Red Baron is saying he's familiar with uh, with Liborio and your appearances. He says you must be an angel to put up with that with that Bruno guy. <laughs> uh, you knew, you knew someone was gonna say it, man. Yeah. So anyway, so let's, let's be honest. Aren't all these Benfiquistas angels in Portugal, wherever they the hell they're doing one of these shows where you put up, you you, you know, you bring a Sportingista, Portista, Benfiquista, anyone that puts up with those guys is an angel. So thank you, Chris, for representing Bruno. I love you. You're a nice guy. You don't need to talk to him. He will never listen to this. Even if you paid he's him, listening. he would never listen to this. He's listening. He's listening. He's listening. You probably yeah. don't. He, he listens to it. You know. Yeah, you know what it is, bro. You you, you he really listens to it at the gym to give him motivation. Bro, he's trying to get clue. Like you got to study your adversary. You know what I mean? Is that what he's it is? To, that's what it he's is. He's listening to audio instead of watching film. That's it. He's listening. <laughs> so anyway, I keep on getting I keep on getting outnumbered in that show, man. They had two sporting guys one time. They had, they've had two portistas on their solo, man. That's not fair, bro. Already. 
Chris, I told him already. Chris, take, I told him take already. that as a compliment. Take that Chris, as a compliment. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Eu e tu ajudávamos porrada naquela malta toda, pá. Partíamos a louça toda. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get back on track here. So, Benfica played Estoril for the, uh, for the Portuguese Cup. A total, completely different game from the, the, the week prior that we played Estoril and we spanked them. Uh, I think that Estoril was a little bit more prepared or maybe Benfica wasn't as, um, as prepared. I don't, I don't want to say as prepared, but maybe Benfica took it a little bit easier. Uh, but nonetheless, I thought that Benfica was... Always in control of the first half. Uh, we ended up getting uh, the goal in the 66th minute, but uh, but I thought it was a, it was a it was a very good uh, performance by uh, by Benfica. Well, not very good, but controlling and steady, and consistent. I don't know, Chris. I don't, how did you uh, look at it, Libori? You know what I, uh, I talked about this with a couple of uh, of entendidos do football, and I think that this year. You look at Benfica playing, the game might be 0-0. We might score and get scored on. The game is tied 1-1. But there's something in that team that tells you that we're going to win, man. Yeah. Like, you feel like it's 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 coming. You don't think that you're going to lose or tie. You feel that you're going to win. Yeah. I even go back to those games in the Champions League, man, against PSG, when we went down in the first game against Ju Juventus. People believed it, man. They were like, we're going to win this anyway. So I think that... That that aura is that Mystica is with is with the team th this year. I think they did enough in that game yeah. to win the game by more than one goal. I mean, yeah, it just didn't go in, you know. And it took Nerz to make it happen. You know, Nerz he looks sleepy, but when he wakes up, <laughs> don't, don't don't you guys think he looks sleepy, dude? He looks sleepy sometimes. Like <laughs> you're, putting, you're, you're being polite. He looks like he looks he's stone, high, bro. Yeah, yeah right, right. It I made mean, sense you know, when he was am... playing in in Amsterdam, but I don't know what's going on in Lisbon for dude, him to, uh, you know, to be you know, like that too. You know, guys, I'm a teacher in the community. I can't I can't say that I know what being high looks like. You know, so <laughs> I just say he looks sleepy. <laughs> No, look, I I, 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 I agree with you, Libori. I, I think that the way Benfica plays, uh, you always know that there's something around the corner. And all they have to do is put it in another gear, and it's there. And I think that what they've grown, we've grown accustomed to expect from this team is that when this team turns it on, they're capable of doing a lot of things and playing against the, the best of them. And I think I, I keep looking back at that Vitória de Guimarães game, and I think that that was just some that was just a uh, um accident percurso. I thought Alfredo, that game that game was after a break. It was after a break. I, I get it, but I mean we've come out from breaks too. We've done well too, uh, but I, I just think that uh, that was an anomaly if if I'm looking at it right. Um, but, uh, What's his face had a great game that day, man. That a uh, kid that played central defender, the kid with the dreadlocks. Uh, he played center back that game. Oh, yeah. He's a center defensive mid. I don't, I don't remember his name, but he was a beast that game. I know exactly who you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. But, but, but Vitor Guimarães hasn't done much since then. I mean, they've gotten beat up here and there. Um, but anyway, uh, a good win. Done well in two yeah, a good win, Dave. We go on to the next um, to the next round. You got any stats on this game so we can move? Yeah, just on on Nerish, uh, his seventh goal uh, for Benfica this season across competitions. Um, uh, he's actually been one of the few players to score in each of the competitions: Champions League, the uh, uh, Primera League, and uh, the 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 Tasa now. Um, yeah, and other than that, uh, the draw has already taken place there for the, the quarterfinals, so uh, I don't know if you're going to be touching uh, on that, but uh, we're going to be playing uh, Varzim here in the uh, the quarterfinals. Yeah, Varzim with the, with a chance of, of picking up Braga in the next round if Braga, if we win our game and Braga wins their game also. Cristiano got something to say about that draw. No, 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 I was just going to say that. Say it. Chico actually said it on on the chat as well, but the, the center back you're talking about, his name was Bamba. Bamba. Yeah. Let's talk about this draw. I don't, I don't know how many of you guys have actually watched the draw, but my God, what that, did that look? That didn't look fake, fixed, or what? I mean, my man goes into the pot, pulls the ball. This is how he drew Porto. Look, this is how he drew Porto, bro. He just put his hand, and he was like, Porto. 
And then he shook it up. And yeah, you're supposed to. Every time you go for a ball, you're supposed to wiggle your fingers in there and mix up the balls. He like he purposely went to a ball in the corner, picked that ball up from the ball. <laughs> I don't. It just it doesn't get any more obvious than that. And I don't know if it was just if it's just stupid, or if it's just bl- so blatant they don't even care anymore. I don't know. But that was just awful, awful, awful. I'm a Knicks fan, bro. We got the number one pick. <laughs> that was the frozen envelope, right? <laughs> the frozen envelope. You wish that dude was there picking your 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 draft, Chris. <laughs> what that dude? Every, yeah, was a couple years ago. You, you just, his name limber. Dude, but uh, yeah, man. But look, it is what it is. And we got the tough side, and we got the tougher side, man. Yeah, no, we did. Tougher, bro. Hold on, hold on, Chris, Chris. You got to clear it up for people. When you say the tougher side, right? Of the bracket. Gonna... No, better. When you say, when you say the tougher side, some people can interpret it as you insinuating that the side that Porto's on has any degree of difficulty. Aquila, <laughs> there's no toughness. I mean, you got a roca, and it's at the at the dragon. And then everything else, aquilo mais beira mar, aquilo é tudo contra equipas terceira e quarta divisão, bro. Esquece that. I mean, the tougher. Come on, dude. That's a walk, you know, a, a walk in a park. Aquilo é a walk straight to the Jamut. Now, I, I, look, I agree with uh, what Brad Barron. He's also saying that uh, Sturil was missing five starters on the Campeonato game. Hey. Thiago Veia couldn't play, obviously, because, you know, now they come up with the new rules. Estás emprestado, you can't yeah, play. Yeah, but the, the cup he can. No, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. But he was saying, Benfica made it look easier in the Campeonato game when they smacked them around. What was it, five nil? Right now, yeah. If we recall, five one or five nil, whatever it was, and one. yeah, five one. So they were missing a couple of players. That's what I'm trying to say. Thiago Veia would be one of their better players because we own them and we loan them out. He cannot play against his parent club. Where in the Tasa Portugal game, all those guys loan, no loan, doesn't matter. They could all play. So um, obviously, they had their, 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 you know, their strongest eleven out there. Benfica did not have that easy of a walk. Um, that that one particular day, but it was enough, you know. As we talked about, David Sleepy Neres uh, with the acrobatic finish um, was enough to give Benfica the, the, the advantage and, and give Benfica to the next round. And here we are, excited that Benfica is hopefully going to make a run in the Taça de Portugal. Our, our good friend Baquero came on a podcast and he's been talking about the guy writes books and articles about this whole stuff. While Benfica's only won three cups in the last 25 years, which is an embarrassment for a club like Benfica. We absolutely need to up our game in this competition. And Roger Schmidt seems to me that he takes every game serious. Roger Schmidt's the type of guy I've gotten from his, from his lineups, every single one of these games, which is the most important game is the game we're playing. We'll worry about the next game when we get there. Today is the most important game. And I think he's done that in, in, in all competitions. Um, and so I, I think there's no reason why he's not going to continue to do that. But yeah, definitely, you know, a tougher side of the bracket. But again, Benfica has the obligation to get through this competition and get to Jamor and, and, and hopefully, you know, handle our business against the three Pedros from up north. Shout out. Dude, and uh, Schmidt, Schmidt's philosophy, man. I'm sorry, Alfredo, for sorry. cutting you off. His, uh, his uh, philosophy is praiseworthy. You know, it's like he doesn't change many guys in that starting 11, man. No, there's no fatigue in that team. He puts them playing. He's like, we're playing, we're playing. This is our team. I'm not rotating a line. I'm not rotating a my one one or guy one guy there, one guy there. But this is our eleven. And I, I like that. And, and Libario, I think that goes back to what you were saying before in terms of the the German way, well conditioned team, well trained team in terms of the the physicality, the fatigue aspect of it. And while we're here and thinking. Man, he's got to be rotating guys. He's got. He, he needs to rotate guys. No, he's going with the same guys. And and why? Because he feels that the team is conditioned enough, well conditioned enough, to be able to play these games. So for him, it's it's nothing. He doesn't feel like he's burning out players because he knows that the players is, are, are in very good shape. So that I mean, that yep. makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, but yep. shout out to Rabat Pesh. Uh, from from Azores, <laughs> making it to uh, making it to these far round. They're they're a dark horse for sure. Are they on a on a hard side of the bracket or on the easy side of the bracket? They're they're on Porto side. Porto side. There you go. When you it's said, an easy bracket. when you said I, I looked in the chat, I thought it was someone in the chat. <laughs> no, dude, Rab, Rab Pish is uh, is a team from Azores. 
but we all know that you guys, you know, you're a persona non grata in Azores. Don't worry. Chris is going to send somebody over there to check on the pitch, make sure the drainage system's working there. Everything, everything they, they, is You set it up for failure, brother. I'm not touching. Look, Azores, Grandilla, beautiful island, beautiful people, tremendous stadiums. I'm, I'm staying Grand away. Grandilhas, Grandilhas, Grandilhas. Says Grand Ilha. It's a lot of them. Is it? <laughs> and we gotta we gotta pronounce it correctly. You know, it's Rabfish. 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 Use of making fun of these people. Stop it. Trust me. Rabfish. Para ganhar contra o Porto. Rabfish. Chris, Chris, you don't want to mess with this. Ah, Kurisk. No, man. I love the Surianos, dude. I've been there. I've been there twice, man. To Santa Maria. I've been to São Miguel. I've had the lappers. I had the cage con pimenta. I had all that stuff, man. I never I been. I was in the Festive Spirit, Festive Spirit Sound. It was good, man. I had a good time. It's good, man. I, I, I hope I get to visit uh, Sores in Madeira one of these days. I've never been to Yo, either one of those it, beautiful man. islands. Every time worth I go to Portugal, Fred, I'll pass by. You pass I by? I went to Madeira too, man. Madeira was great. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, let's turn our attention okay. now to... Uh, Hello, down. Nick Valadão, I'm going to show my dad this portion of the podcast. You're a, my brother, bro. <laughs> you started it, Chris. No, Dave did. Dave set me up for failure. Uh, Dave set you up for failure? Yeah, let's, uh, let's start. You don't want to the page with somebody on the chat. <laughs> I, I did think it was. <laughs> I, actually, I actually looked at Red LeBaron. Red Baron, I said, is that his name? I'm looking like, oh, no, it's Red. I thought he was just translating the name. Like, yeah. No, so turning our attention now to the Gil Vicente game, uh, Gil Vicente came into the Stade de Luz not having uh, not having lost uh, the past couple games. Is that right, Dave? They they hadn't lost a game at Stade de Luz in the past uh, couple games that they came to Lisboa, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah, think, uh, last season, last season they gave us some troubles. I don't believe we picked up. Uh, we didn't pick up two uh, victories. They took points from us in both fixtures uh, yeah. last uh, yep. last season. Yeah, yeah. No, so uh, look, it's uh, it's Gil Vicente wasn't doing that that hot. Hasn't been doing that hot. I'll give you the lineup. We'll get into the game a little bit. Flaco Dimos, Ba Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo, Enzo Tino, Nero João Mario, Rafa behind Ramos. Uh, so Ramos, Rafa, who by the way uh, hit the, the 250th game mark uh, with a Benfica jersey. So quite a quite a milestone there for him. Uh, but yeah, Gil Vicente came into Stadio Illusion and wanted to play eye to eye with Benfica, pressing high. Uh, but uh, you know things got ugly quick. Ninety uh, ninth minute, one nothing. Uh, clear PK on Rafa that Joe Mario executed. Then uh, Gil Vicente would return the favor in the seventeenth minute with the PK of their own. Another one, clear PK, and we gotta we gotta say things here when we talk shit about refereeing. We also gotta uh, praise them when they do the uh, the right thing. And then in the 36th minute, Ramos with his first game, of the, uh, first goal of the night, assisted by Neres, uh, would lead us into the locker room, uh, 2-1 uh, for this game. But uh, I don't know, uh, Libari, what do you think of this Gil Vicente, man? For a team that's down, I think they're 17th, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they showed pretty well at Stade de Luz. Man, listen, uh, I actually thought that Gil Vicente was going to come in a little bit stronger they've had a good streak this year you know in terms of like showing up but they they did have a number of losses coming in so and there were close losses aside from that Aroca one for the Tasa do Portugal I mean they only lost to Portimonense 2-1 they lost to Braga 1-0 so you expected a little bit more especially historically a team that gives you trouble but again, man, it's one of those things this year with, with Benfica. They tied it up, but never in my mind did it cross my mind that we were going to lose that game. No way. Yeah. You just knew something else. You knew something was going to happen. You just knew it. Yeah, Dave, especially you know? playing at Stadio de Luz, Dave, uh, while in past seasons, Stadio de Luz might have not been the fortress that it has been this this season. This season, Benfica is, is not giving up too much at Stadio de Luz. Yeah, for sure. Especially how you see how uh, the club responded after that uh, quick equalizer there by uh, Jovi Sint in the in the first half. Uh, squads from years past 
would have probably uh, sat back and, and just kind of collapsed almost after uh, conceding a quick e- equalizer like they did. But not this uh, this year's uh, team. They went uh, went forward looking for that that goal again, and it came luckily there uh, right before uh, halftime. Get a little bit of uh, some breathing room going into uh, to halftime, and again. Just really um, no doubts uh, in this game here um, after after that uh, that 2-1 uh, scoreline going into the halftime. Yeah, 53rd minute, 3-1 by Ram- Ramushin. That would uh, assist by Enzo, and that would put put the game away. Then we had a few substitutions. Chiquinho, Farafa, Musa, Farhamsh. Uh, and then in the 81st minute, Gonçalves would come in for um, João Mario. Uh, so a, a good win for Benfica and in Cristiano I'm I'm thinking you got a game ahead of the World Cup uh some of these guys well at least six of them were which are six starters already thinking about the World Cup as a coach do you era só cinco going into the game but ba knew he was going to get called huh yeah after the game they announced it but I don't know if he knew he had to known because uh Schmidt knew in his presser, he said it was six, and then it was announced. So they knew. Um, but do you, do you think that there's there's specific work done by, by Roger Schmidt in terms of keeping these guys focused on this last game of the season or, or, or the last game before the World Cup, uh, understanding that some of these guys may, may, be, may have some anxious feelings in terms of representing the country? Do you, do you think that... Um, that Roger Smith needed to do some some special work there mentally for the players? Ah, yes and no. Absolutely. You know, as a coach, he's going to play that role, right, of trying to let everybody know how important things are and try to tell guys to play their game, but at the same time try to stay away from, you know, uh, the altercations that could really lead to them to, to, to them silliness and, and, and really injure players at the same time. But, bro, come on. I think the players on this squad, they are to be – you know, credited with, with just being total professionals. You see a guy like Otamendi who, who's getting ready to, to, to represent Argentina at the World Cup, a club, a club, a nation that's expected to to go far in the competition. And he's playing every 50-50 football like it's his last, like, you know, it's his last challenge of his career. Enzo Perez, another guy. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's appalling to see these players give it their best in a game at the end of the day, that look, it means a lot in terms of standings. But Finlandia, like even if they didn't come away with the win, it's still a five-point lead. You're heading in into a break with a five-point lead, and but they wanted to keep that positive attitude. They wanted to keep that momentum going into the break. And these players, man, they just they did what they had to do. Um, and I think you know we've seen a lot of players throughout European football who have taken the last couple of games off, right, in order to be fresh and make sure they don't pick up an injury uh, heading into the World Cup. Who are you talking about? Some player from Manchester United? He taking a couple of days off. <laughs> one of them. I... Uh, absolutely. But, you know, I, I, I think everything... I, I'm just tired of repeating myself, to be really honest, man. <laughs> these guys... These... I know. I just, bro, what can I say, man? They, they're pressing all the right buttons. I know. I'm, I'm trying to BS and trying to come up with an expert. Like it just it comes down to... Everything the club has done so far has been the right thing, right? The mentality, the attitude, the intent. Like, it's just it's phenomenal to see this. It's so refreshing to see because we come from years past where there were squad rotations in the Champions League, guys. They were resting guys in the Champions League to make sure they were ready for the Juve sense of this world. And Rodgers come in, and the chip has absolutely been overturned, and it's been changed and overturned and whatever the hell you want to say. And it's just, a, bro, it's it's phenomenal. And, and and I'm glad that these players take these games serious. They obviously care about the club because they go out there and they represent the club until the last, you know, uh, second of a game. And it's just, bro, it's it's phenomenal to watch this Benfica, man. I said it before. Feels I'll, good. Feels good. Feels good. I said it before, and I'll say it again. It's a damn shame that we got we got to stop this momentum. Yeah, that we were on right this train. Yeah, you know what I. Mean? I hope that we will be able to jump right back on it once we come back. But you know, I I I I kind of agree with you in in terms of I, I think we've run out of objectives and and compliments to to throw at this team. 
uh, and the way they have performed this year. And it's almost like I, f- I find myself, and in, in like we were saying, um, when Rafika was bad the past couple of years, it was always extremely tough to come on here and talk Benfica. And now it's, it's, it's almost tedious to come and talk about Benfica. We're all happy. We're, we're all witnessing great performances. We're no longer cursing at the TV while we're watching the games. But, but really, what else can we say about this team? We are cursing at the TV. We're saying, <laughs> saw my room, get my room. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. But it's just, I, I kind of find myself as like, okay, well, how much more praise can we give this team and this coaching staff and, and the way the team has been performing? I think, uh, and I don't know, I, I think, Dave, early on, you, you were always expecting the shoe to drop. And I think Cristiano also. But, I mean, at this point, do you think that we could be? I wasn't expecting the shoe to drive. I, what I told you is, bro, <laughs> it's too good to be true. I mean, if somebody's playing a joke on us, that's what I said. I've been like, come on, you step on. It's too good. And then we just kept winning. He's like, I'm free. That's what I said, bro. I'm free. Serious, bro. So I wasn't expecting it, but I wouldn't have been surprised. I mean, look back just a couple of seasons ago. We started the season with the exception of Paolo, but nobody wants to talk about that. We started the season in a fantastic form, and then we went to what was it? Uh, well, we today, and, and that was it. Was all downhill after that. Yeah. But we've had these these torrid starts in the past. Yeah, uh, and then what do you what do you think, man? You think that uh, there's there's Bifiga shown enough? There's enough consistency uh, in a way that we played that this could really be a. a, a a very a, a good year that we could remember by much like we remember the first years of JJ. What do you think? This was going to be a memorable year. What, what's what's your feeling? Are you still waiting for the other shoot to drop or or what? Uh, the way that it, we're project, it's projected, it it looks like it's going to be a very great year here. But you you never know with this this large of break in the middle of the season. It's it's kind of unprecedented, and you don't know how you would hope that the coaching staff has this uh, this team uh, back in order when they do all return back. And I know it's only six guys, but, but really it, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a quite a large break and the team was just firing on all cylinders. You got to hope that uh, hope and pray, light a candle that everybody comes back nice and healthy after these, uh, these next couple of games. And, and hope that we continue firing on all cylinders. But um, the way that the team's currently projected, if we had no break here, uh, definitely would be a, a fantastic year. But we still have uh, more than a half of a season to play, and we've got a, a big break here. But like what I'm seeing uh, so far. Yeah. Dave, stats on this uh, Gilles Vicente game so we could uh, move on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you guys were talking about Juan Mario earlier, but uh, he's having a career year. Ten goals scored uh, this uh, season, which is uh, a new career high uh, for Juan Mario. Uh, Gonzalo Ramos is now the league's uh, leader in goals scored with uh, nine and 14 goals scored across all competitions uh, with uh, for Gonzalo Ramos yeah. uh, this year. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so eight... will not will not start for the national team though. Yeah, um... he's been on, he's been on a tear since we uh, we discussed that we needed to go buy a, a striker in, in January. I wonder. If, I'll uh, show so... those guys. I'll show those guys. <laughs> no, I, look, I I I don't think you could ask for for more. Um, eight point lead, best attack, best defense in the league. Just, just playing great, great football. Uh, I don't think you could ask for for more than that. And now we have a break. And I understand. I, I think like all Bifigistas, we're all a little bit hesitant and, and, and nervous in terms of how the team is going to come back and if there's some guys that are going to come back with, with injuries. But uh, I think that we have to be, be positive that Roger Schmidt, like Cristiano says, and Roger Schmidt, we trust. Um, but here's the other thing. Now we got the Tasta de Liga games. Uh, on the 20th of this month, November, uh, at Estrela da Amadora, then on the 26th at Penafiel, uh, and on the 17th of December, we're at Moreirense. So that those are the three games that we will be playing while the World Cup is going on. But here's something 
and I'll ask you, Livario, um, here's something that is kind of, it's almost like it's it's a godsend almost, or a silver lining, right? Because you had um, Frisim, uh, and the other the other dude with the with the two names uh, Jean Vitor, uh, right? Uh, that will now get a chance to play. They will get minutes. They will get at least three games to play. And these were two guys that we were looking at sitting on a bench. I said, one of these guys going to get a chance. One of these guys going to get uh, uh, don't, some. Don't game forget rhythm. about Muratu too. Yeah, is Muratu back? Uh, I don't think he's going to be he's playing. Not back yet. Yeah, he's I don't. Three I don't... games. No. Yeah, but what, what I mean, but what do you think? And it's also an opportunity for guys like Chiquinho, who is the ugly duckling that we've always said Chiquinho is not the level of play Benfica. But the truth of the matter is that the past couple times that he's come in, he's shown some progression and evolving. Uh, he's still not the guy that I envisioned for Benfica, but certainly has improved. But now these guys have almost a, a second chance to uh, to play these three games and to make an impression. You got a little bit of a core, right? So you have Grimaldo staying, you have Rafa staying, right? Yeah. Florentino staying. Uh, you have Nash staying. Yeah. So you have a group, okay? Your two center backs that have been playing are going. So that's going to be, to me, that's going to be key right there. The two center backs. Because the two guys that have been playing consistently and consistently well together were not going to be there. Gilberto, you have him on the right. He's going to have to step in. You have Diogo Gonçalves going to have to step up. Chiquinho is going to have to fill in because Schmidt's been using Chiquinho in that João Mario position a whole lot. So he's going to have to show face. Okay, you have Paul Bernardo that's going to come in also. Uh, forwards, you have Musa that he's been giving him minutes. He's been giving... Listen, hey, man, Chris, he's been... You have to look at who you have, right? And who's been playing and who he already apostou in certos jogos. So you're going to have to look at that. Musa's been scoring, but he's been missing also. But we're going to have to rely on him. Araujo's there too. I mean, we have a core that's staying, but we have, to me, the biggest gap that's going to be visible is that center back spot. Is, is, that's just my uh, opinion. Is Bernardo and Araujo going to be available, or are they still going to be with the under-21 squad? I think the under-21 is only playing both? one or two games. That's it, and they'll yeah, be two back? Games. Yeah, and they're playing in Portugal, I think. Okay. Listen, I think they're playing in Lagos, right? Because that guy from Liverpool said he doesn't want to play for Portugal. Never again. <laughs> Never again. Don't go to the, wow. the U21. You ain't coming to the A team either. He just he just pulled a Rafa on uh, on Rui George. Oh no, chill. But Rafa went to a, that's, Rafa was a that's yo, true. he was a European Cup winner. I don't You're know right. if he played that. Did he? No, nah, he went into the field once. Didn't he? No, he didn't. first of all. Let's call a speech. <laughs> I think this is stupid. Okay. What is? I think it, that they're playing a competition with teams missing key players. I think it's just wizard wow. uh, I don't think it makes any sense. Now, on the flip side, yeah, I totally understand what you guys are saying. I mean, I mentioned it before. It's going to give um, this break is going to give the likes of Draxler, Joan Vitor, Verissimo, all these guys an opportunity to get healthier and get in some type of game rhythm. And in particular, in those three games, I don't think Draxler will play, but. Verissimo, João Vitor, and Morato will be back. Uh, so it's going to give these guys some rotation, some some game time, which is gonna, going to be great for the second half of the season. But it doesn't take away the fact that it's stupid that they're playing a competition when teams are missing key play. This reminds me of the Mickey Mouse MLS. When they go forward with games, when teams have half of their roster called up to the national team, it just, bro, I, I don't care. And I understand. And I understand. There are levels between the likes of Sportage Boy Benfica and the likes of Mureres, right? Benfica's roster is much deeper. Even when missing six key players, the roster is still deeper. You know, Benfica has better options on the bench, and he, they can even go into their B team and get some really good young players into the into the rotation at least, right? But that being said, imagine now you go to the likes of Guimarães, not Guimarães, Mureres and, and whoever we're playing, and you take out six of their starters. What would that do? It just makes no sense. I think everybody plays at an even status or they don't play at all. But that's just my opinion. No, I, look, I understand what you're saying, Chris. I, I really do. But I, 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 maybe I think that the league, um, you know, 
Porto has always said that they don't they really devalue this competition that this competition is 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 for the birds blah 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 because they've never won it right so maybe what message is the league sending by allowing teams to play these games while they have some of their more important players away at the World Cup so so maybe this this competition is not as important as the league tries to play it with their final fours and and the weekends and this and that uh, and I, I just I don't know. I, and I think that at the end of the day, I think it comes down to money, right? Because you got sponsorships, you got you know companies paying money uh, to be part of this competition. So maybe that's what the league was going after. But I do, from a a, comp- a competitive standpoint, and from a fairness standpoint, I don't I don't think it should be played. But then again, maybe you know, they want maybe they want a team to win it. That's not one of the. Top teams, maybe they're like, oh, let's give a chance to hop the pace. I don't think that's what it is. I, I, I think ultimately what it comes down to is the fact that you have to squeeze so many competitions and so many games into a shortened schedule due to the World Cup. That's what it comes down to. That's how why many we, countries have how many countries, Chris, have three competitions? It's Portugal, England. Who else? No, I, I think there's there's more uh, countries that have kind of grown into having the three competitions. The cup, the the, the country's cup, they've always know. had. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I England. Know. What is? I, I don't. England has. England has the FA, the Carabao, and the league, right? The Carabao yeah. is the Taça Cerveja. The FA is is the Taça Portugal in the league, right? Yeah, um, that's it. Spain, Spain doesn't have Copa del Rey, and that's Copa. it. And the Liga, the league. Italy has two also, okay. and France has two also. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that's a good question. It's only Portugal and England from the. Hey, Chris, you're not allowed to come on the podcast and ask me questions. And make me look bad. You gotta let me. You gotta ask. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that's. It a, was almost like rhetorical. It's only Portugal and England that yeah. have it, but England is stopping. England is not playing any games. Yeah. No, I, I, look, I I think that's the way it should England, be, but you know, England be playing games every two days during the during the holiday. Right, right, right. But they're not, I don't think they're playing any. Yeah. Team is what they're I'm saying. Yeah. Normally they play games every two days, so they'll just keep squeezing games in, and nobody will care. In Portugal, right. speaking all the Portuguese, they like keto cafe, take their time. You can't be squeezing too much work all at once. So <laughs> I've got I've got the list of countries in Europe that have a, a league cup. So ahead, there's Dave. England, there's Finland, there's Iceland, there's, there's Ireland. Yep. Oh, there's right. Israel, but you know, well, I'm gonna tell you why they play a league cup because they don't have enough teams for to to play in a league, so they gotta extend that season. So pretty much, Russia, Russia's got got one, Scotland's got one, and, and uh, Wales has one uh, there too. Yeah, and, including Portugal. Like Alfredo says, when you have a 12 team league and you have to play each other 58 times in order to fill out a schedule. They come up with competitions in order to make things a lot more interesting. Yes, I, I totally understand your point, Alfredo. Even if I'm the only one here that does. <laughs> no, look, I, I, look, I think at the end of the day, it's all about the money. It's all about the sponsorships. Uh, and I mean, it, how much money? It, is- into boot, there's 34 teams playing in in the group stages this year of this this tournament. Like last year, I know they trimmed trimmed down the teams because of the COVID scheduling oh. and rescheduling of games. But there's 34. There's 44 or 34 teams in this uh, in the group stages this year. What's the sponsor, Dave? This year, uh, Allianz. Yeah, Allianz. the insurance company. How yeah. much money are they kicking in? 200k? Uh, more than that, I would think. I'm being sarcastic. Okay, maybe a million Alfredo tops. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. Tops. Tops. So when you say it's all about the money, I don't know. No, Look, but um, a million is a million, dude. And yeah, and and, and here's the thing for. Uh, and here's the, you also pick up money from the TV rights, right? Because you're going to be shut down. If the league is going to be shut down for the whole month, you're not picking up any money from TV rights, from games. You're not picking up any gate receipts. So maybe that's a way of the Portuguese, you know, finding a way to keep uh, clubs afloat with some money. Because they're always going to do that, Alfredo, because this competition has to get played. So regardless, they get the money today or tomorrow, they're going to get it. So that's... yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Let's it, try to be positive. Let's think like this: We have World Cup Portugal playing, and we got three Benfica games. We got the best of both worlds, man. Dude, for uh, I got, I just have to say, I mean, if you guys follow the podcast, you know uh, that uh, I, I don't identify with this national team, so I, I won't 
be watching the games or be that excited about the World Cup and the Portuguese national team. <laughs> My wife tells me that all the time. Uh, but uh, here's the thing. For all the Sportingistas and Portistas who were very upset that Antonio Silva was called, I was upset too. I was very upset. <laughs> Did you guys hear? You wanted him to stay. You wanted him to stay. <laughs> Did you guys hear that Portugal ran out of uh, uh, medicina pazia? They, they ran out. They ran there out. There was a lot of ziabs <laughs> in Portugal. Bro. They ran out of tongues. Yeah, but I I think this uh, this World Cup, I mean, is already probably going down in history as the, as the worst World Cup um, ever. They kicked the ball yet, Alfred? They didn't kick oh, the ball, but six thousand people have died. Uh, constructing these stadiums. Do you know how many died allegedly, in Brazil? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, you know how many died in Brazil? One. Too many. One person. Brazilians don't work on Mondays. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, look, uh, look, I think that there's a lot of, you know, back backstory to this World yeah, Cup. There is. Uh, we obviously all know uh, then this week, uh, that's why you're not watching pictures and videos of fake supporters <laughs> have surfaced. That was, that was, that was, but it's just, I don't know, man. I, I like, first of all, I hate, I can't stand Fernando Santos ball. That's number one. I just can't. I just, I think it's a waste of so much talent. We have players. Exactly. Afraid, but be, 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 explain this to, to, to the listeners that are watching us live here on the chat. Thank you very much once again, guys, for, for tuning in and putting up with our BS. And the guys listening uh, in, in the frido, like they say in Portuguese, right? Explain to them that you are not a fan of the national team before all these antics about Qatar. So just explain that. And Qatar, no, I, I, I was, but I, I just think that the whole... I think that when you have a World Cup that's happening, and the fact that it ha only happens every four years, when the time comes, you get you get excited about watching it. And regardless of whether you, you, you're 100% behind the national team or not, you always get excited to play, uh, to see players play at the highest stage, at the highest competition for the na for national teams, right? But I, I haven't been a fan of Fernando Sanchez. Um, but I think that the, just this World Cup and everything I read about the World Cup and everything that's come out about the World Cup, it's it's m even more of a turnoff. Will I watch games? I probably still watch games, yeah. But I, I just think that the, the this this has all the makings to be a, a, oh, it's an extremely amazing. bad World Cup. Playing in air conditioned stadiums, yeah, pa, that's that's. Come on, that's amazing. Well, if you, I don't know if you guys have watched it yet, but Netflix just released the documentary yeah, on FIFA, on, uh, on FIFA, which goes into it uh, in there. And it, yeah, at the end of the day, it's all it's all about money. We talked about money for the 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 de Liga. This uh, this World Cup and the World Cup uh, in Russia was all was all about the money, and it goes way back even before Sepp Blatter too. But um, they made their bed. Yeah. Now we gotta lay, lay in it, and it is what it is at this point. Yeah, just Russian don't don't lay in it publicly. I talked about yeah, and the Red Baron. <laughs> Red Red Baron just said it, man. It's it's too little, too late. You know this this happened. When did they select this? Eight, ten years yeah. ago yeah. that they got. I mentioned it, on the last podcast how there was yeah. Exactly man, I mean, it's it's certain things that, but these last World Cups, none of them been great. Look at Brazil, man. Brazil wasn't great either. They uprooted a bunch of people, destroyed the, the, their houses to build highways and roads to the stadiums. The news channels were all sponsors. None of them reported anything. Global didn't show anything. Record didn't show anything. It was all independent channels showing what was really happening there. It wasn't successful either. Well, Chris, it's an Olympics thing. It's a big event thing. Anytime you have... The type, the, the masses of people that are coming into your country, you need to build a new stadium. It, it's unfortunate. Now, I, I think that these organizations, they have to do the vetting process. They have to weed out the corruptors. They have to do a better job. It's not us. I mean, at the end of the day, look, we can sit here and complain all we want. They're not. They're not changing it. They had 12 years to change it. I mean, 12 and you're still going to watch it. We're still going to watch it. Look, it's messing it's <laughs> up. Messing up my turkey day because I had the NFL playing down. I got to be watching Portugal as well. 
uh, which look, I'm not complaining about it, but you know, it's a routine that we have every Thanksgiving. And now here we are sitting in the winter or coming into the winter and for Dave's already winter, um, you know, watching the world cup, which is unlike anything that we've ever gone through. Uh, you know what I mean? At least in our lifetime. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's very, very weird times. We feel, uh, for them people that, that have lost their lives. Absolutely. We like to come on here and throw jokes and mess around. And sometimes, you know, we, 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 we should take uh, serious topics a little bit more serious, but that's not what we do here on a podcast. Uh, we try to shed light on it, but at the same time, look, it's the world cup. We don't condone any of the nonsense that goes on. Um, but you know, we're soccer fans. Unfortunately, there's nothing that any of the four of us and anybody listening could, you know, could have that big of an influence of where they're going to change things. I just hope that they learned their lesson going forward. Right. We, we talked about, you know, we talk about how the World Cup will be in the United States, Canada and, and, and Mexico in 2026 and then possibly Portugal and Spain. And then somehow Ukraine got in there in 2030. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like there's going every country that the world cup is held at any major olympics obviously the olympics not major they're all major any any olympics any major events you could point the finger at some things that should should not be going on that do go on and it's unfortunate man and and, and i think it's up to the authorities it's up to us the people the only way we make these people accountable is when it comes time to 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 you know make them feel it in their pocket where we spend money where we vote for some of these people and like in politics and stuff you're not happy bro that's the only way you could really make your voice heard it ain't afterwards right this this thing was awarded to 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 to, to qatar in 2010 we all knew it was corrupting we all knew it was bought then and you waited to two weeks prior to the world cup starts to actually make a fuss and complain about it now bro yeah 12 years now it, it sucks i know it sucks right but we have to just hey enjoy it Watch the games. Forget about that side of things because nothing's going to stop, right? They're not – all the stuff that they're doing to their own people, they're, they're not listening to you. The USA could go there and wear armbands and make a change and, like, they give a shit. They don't care. They're going to do what they have to do. It's it's unfortunate, but it's the reality of it. And us here on the podcast, we're soccer fans. We're not politicians. We feel for people. But at the end of the day, we're here to talk about soccer. So We're here to talk about Benfica. Yeah. <clears throat> and with that, said, Alfredo, is Antonio Silva going to step onto the field? No. I think uh, neither Silva nor Ramos will get playing time, and I think João Mario will get uh, 68 minutes total. João Mario is going to get the João Moutinho playing time? No, not even João Moutinho playing time. 68 minutes. So they should have stayed. Yeah. But it's okay. I th- look, I think it's great experience for Hums and, and Tony Silva. They should have stayed for what, Chris? I mean, they're going if they're going for the on... Tasa the Liga, my man. For the Tasa the Liga, we just talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> I I think it's still a good. It's a great experience for them, and it it certainly won't be the last World Cup for either one of those two players. Hopefully, uh, but look, I mean, they're they're sharing locker rooms with with guys that grew up. Seeing, watching, playing. Uh, some guys still in their prime. Some, some guys not so much in their prime. But uh, that's a different story. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm biting my tongue here, and and I'm, I'm gonna cut this short before I go on a rant here about something that I really don't want to. And I'm just gonna stay neutral on this one. Um, but anyway, that was a big topic. Big topic of the show for the last last Monday. There was a big topic to for you guys. About. Yeah. Is, what was the topic? The interview uh, or yesterday? Uh, more, more of the timing, the timing of the interview. Yeah. And the reason behind it, you know, not the interview itself, because it's a the second part wasn't even released, right? It's a two part thing. It's I think a, it was just released tonight. Earlier yeah, today. No, oh. is, yeah, oh, Wednesday and Thursday, I think it's supposed to be bought the rights to the, to the broadcast so they could show it in Portugal yeah. also. Um, but yeah, look, uh, I know that there's a lot of Ronaldo fans out there. I know that there's a lot of guys that w- w- don't forget what Ronaldo has done for the for Por- Portugal from a from a football standpoint. Um, Without a doubt, you know. But uh, you know, everyone has the has the right to to support and and to um, admire who they they want to. Uh, and I don't, you know, we don't we don't judge, or at least I don't judge people. That, that do, I mean, to each his own. Uh, but anyway, I think that's all I got. 
Dave, you got anything? I, I'm 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 still kind of shocked. You didn't think Tony Silva is going to make any uh, any minutes here. I know, like we're pretty thin at that no. position. I'm just looking at that roster. I know Santos likes to play Danilo in that center back. No, yeah, he'll play Danilo, and he will play the other uh, the other kid. Uh, the other kid, Pep, uh, uh, no, Pep, Ruben Diaz and Danilo will all play ahead of Antonio Silva, yeah. And then even the other kid that's there will play also. I forget what his name is. Um, center back, yeah, oh, what's that's it. There's that's nobody, there's Nuno Manch, Pep, yeah. Dalot, Tony Silva, Ruben Diaz, Cancelo, and uh, Guerreiro. For That's the what defenders. I'm trying to say is in an emergency situation, they'll play Padinha as center back. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Don't bring back that game, man. That was yeah, not cool. Jalal, Jalal was like, hey, man, I'm over here. I'm a center back. No, like, it didn't, no. it wasn't Jalal is the guy that I was referring to. No, no, you didn't go, Frida. No, he's not there. He didn't call The him. four center backs was Ruben, Pep, uh, Danilo, and he counted Danilo as a center back. Danilo and uh, Antonio Silva. Yeah. Those are the fourth. Danilo, let's not forget, Danilo starts as center back at PSG. Yeah. For he'll all... Uh, he'll, he'll start. Yeah. For all your uh, in your national team needs, uh, don't forget to follow Sound uh, Podcast by Mr. Pinto. Uh, he does a very good job doing that. And Portu- Portugal also does a good job covering. I know that Cristiano is trying to hook up with, with some folks uh, to cover Portugal. But uh, I'm sure you'll divulge those news when the time comes. Right now, he's still he's still negotiating his his uh, contract. Um, but that's all I got. That's all I got. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy that Benfica is the way they are right now in the league and the way they've been playing. And eight points ahead of Porto, having already a- played in at the Dragão. Here's a question that I'm surprised nobody's asked in the chat yet, but I'll ask it. Uh, since there's going to be a World Cup break, or is the podcast taking a break, or will we be here talking no. about these Minnesota the League? We're taking a break as well. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I next week I'm on. I'm I'm out of town. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. So I I will not be here on Tuesday to do a podcast next Tuesday. Alfredo's going to Qatar. Don't let him fool you. He doesn't want to watch the team, but he's going to Qatar. I'm going to the next best thing uh, close to Qatar, Vegas. There you go. (laughs) Next door, next door. Right next door. Right next door. A ferry away. Yeah. There's there's plenty of money and desert over there. So, I mean, it's almost Qatar. So. Yeah. Chris, we're gonna do this, guys. We're we gonna do you. this. You, you guys are gonna, still gonna continue doing the show? Yeah, apparently we're gonna we're gonna continue doing it. You know, because of the of Cristiano Oliveira's favorite competition, the Tasa of the League games are gonna be happening. So oui. we're gonna be there talking about that and uh, do some Fernando Santos bashing, unless he surprises us and takes us to the final. Yeah. Are you guys Are you guys gonna gonna pick a starting eleven? For Portugal? No. What do you guys think is going to be? I'm not. Cristiano could do it. Gosh, you're totally man. out. Huh? Alberto, you're totally out. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Costa, Cancelo, if Pep is healthy, Pep, if not, Danilo, uh, Ruben, Mendes, and then if Pep is healthy, Danilo playing in the middle. <laughs> That interchangeable uh, Lego piece. Because I think Danilo will start. Danilo's going to start either way. He's going to start at center back or he's going to start at defense center mid. So he's starting. That's what I'm saying. It all it all comes down to whether Pep is 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 healthy or not. And then I think plays next to Bruno Fernandes. I'd go Vitinha, but I'm not sure if he's going to. But that's Ooh. my pick. With uh, Leon, Ronnie, and uh, Bernard up top. Because he's going to play a 4-3-3. I don't think he's going to go back to a 4-2-3-1. The experience with the 4-2-3-1 we had against Spain and Serbia, that did not go well. So I doubt he's going to revert back to that. It will be most likely a 4-3-3. But, yeah, I think I'd play those three guys in the middle. I really like what Danilo um, – Danilo, I'm sorry. I really like how um, Palinha's played this year at Fulham. I think he's been exceptional. So I would like to see him play if Danilo is, in fact, starting a center back. I would not mind seeing Palinha – in that holding midfield role, 
But at the same time, I'm, uh, Fernando Santos in these tournaments has always played with a double pivot. Therefore, um, you know, all indications that it will not be Vidinha. But Vidinha, I think, has had an exceptional season. The kid's a terrific young player. And I think he gives a little bit more balance to that midfield. Um, you know, Portugal's midfield. So that's that's where I would go. But So you don't think William Carvalho is starting? No, here's the thing. With William Carvalho, anything's possible. That guy's got, you know... <laughs> Fernando Santos, but um, but yeah, he has something on him, dude. I'm telling. He has something on. Him. I think he's gonna start. I, he's gonna start William Carvalho, okay. and he's Sounds gonna put Neves and Bruno and Bruno Fernandes. I'm telling you, dude. Okay, I hope you're wrong, brother. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong too. As you can see, bro, I'm full of energy to talk about the national team. So, Chris, <laughs> party right, words. We're so gonna we call go. it. We're going to call it. <laughs> Chris, parting words so we could go. Swell. Awesome experience being here with you guys again. Much love to you all repping the red, the glorioso, keeping that Shema alive. Always love listening to you guys. Thank you for the invite. Hopefully we will meet again. Thank you for and coming. And again, and you guys keep, keep up the good work. Much appreciated. Thanks, man. Thank you for coming. Oliveira. Take it easy, meus amigos. Don't need too much turkey. And uh, I guess, look, man, at the end of the day, some of those Portuguese, it's going to get very interesting. It's going to be ugly. Fran Santos is definitely going to make you take a couple of those Azia pills. But my my call is we're going to be there standing at the end with the Kaneko in our hand. No. Ooh. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll see you, in, see you in a couple of weeks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for keeping us company on the chat. And uh, viva Benfica. Forza Benfica. Later, everyone. Vamos.